Welcome to the St. Paul's Episcopal Church podcast. Here, we will share our thoughts, voices, and prayers. St. Paul's is a progressive community of faith with ancient roots. You can find out more about St. Paul's at their website, stpauls.dioup.org, or find us on Facebook. If you would like to share your words on this podcast, send us a message. May God's peace be with you today and always. It was a small house, two bedrooms, kitchen, dining area, living room, and bath. It was all I knew as home from the age of four years to 21. Home, small, intimate, warm, welcoming, and a haven from the elements. Christmas was a time of mystery to my mother and hence passed on to me. It was a time of secrets, good secrets, a time of finding, hiding, and wrapping gifts, all in secret. Preparation for the holiday brought the scent of baked goods to the small house. As I would return home from school each day, the house had taken on new and pleasing scents, cookies, candies, and various treats not to be touched until Christmas Eve and after, words of my mother. On the evening, mom baked the cutout cookies. Dad and I would sit at the kitchen table as she placed them before us and we would use colored sugars to try to place the colored sugars on the cookies in unique ways. My long-awaited favorite day was when my dad told me to get my coat and boots because we were going to select our Christmas tree. In those earlier years, we had no automobiles, so we would walk to Christmas tree lots where pre-cut trees were being sold. We would examine all of them while wrapped in the magic scent of fur and balsam. At long last, we would decide upon one. Dad would pay for it, and the two of us would carry it home, where we would stand it near the back door of the house, awaiting the day, awaiting the time for its triumphal entry into our magical kingdom. Meanwhile, at school, a large decorated tree was set in the first floor hallway, just inside the front doors, where Students and teachers alike would gather for daily carol singing before that first bell. At the sound of the bell, all but the sixth graders would scurry to our classrooms, awaiting the best part of the caroling 
as the sixth graders who had been taught to harmonize the music would parade through the halls, singing carols as they retreated to their own classrooms. On a Sunday afternoon, the stepladder would come out and was placed in the hallway between the kitchen and living room and directly below the lift out panel in the ceiling, which allowed access to the attic. Dad would climb up, set aside the panel and hand down two or three large boxes carefully closed and sealed against dust and whatever else dwelt in that attic to my mother who then gently placed them upon the living room floor. The box marked lights was then carefully opened and tangled wires with colored lights were gently laid out upon the floor. My job was to find the plug-in fixtures on the end of each and carefully insert them into a wall socket. If the strand lit, it was placed in a working pile, while strands which didn't light were placed into what I came to think of as the search pile, which would be examined for not lighting. <clears throat> During the following hours, sometimes days, we would take turns sitting around by the search pile checking for and replacing burned out bulbs. If there were any strands left over with undetectable problems, they were thrown away. Once we were sure the lights would work, it was time to dig out the tree stand and prepare for the great event of setting up the guest of honor. Dad would go out to where the tree had been kept, a cold damp area which would preserve it for the big day. He would bring it into the back door, which I was holding open and guided the large bottom end of the trunk, which I would gently drag through the door opening, careful not to break branches. He studied the top and protected it from breaking off. Once into the kitchen, we would lay it on the floor, switch ends and carry it into its place of honor in the living room where he had already set the stand into which it would be placed. I'd stand back while my mother studied the tree and tried to get it perfectly straight while dad closed and tightened the three cloth style supports down there in that stand. My job was to verbally guide them as they worked to set the tree right. Once in the stand and steady, dad and mom carefully wound a string of lights around and through the branches while I watched, inhaling that exhilarating scent of balsam. Ah, the scent of the season. Once done, they were lit, casting small orbs of festive colors. <laughs> Next, came the colorful decorative bulbs. Each year, several weeks before the decorating of the tree, mom and I would keep an eye out for something unique to add to the array. I recall one year when the store where we shopped was unable to get colorful glass bulbs and all they had on hand were ones of plastic and a sick green shade. Each year as we decorated the tree, 
that bulb reminded me of that year of shortages and the blessings we received before and after. Even the dull green was mindful of blessings for that was all there was, but at least it was there. Mom and I placed the bulbs on the tree. Last of all came the dreaded icicles. That job fell to me and I felt it was the most tedious. The instruction, just lay a couple over each limb, was much too difficult for a child. Consequently, the job usually ended up by tossing five or six at a time toward the limbs, giving the impression they had been hung by the exhaust of a vacuum cleaner. Mom and Dad usually just smiled at the attempt and by some miracle, they were hanging properly the following morning. Next came gifts, all carefully wrapped in colorful, festive paper and topped with bows and placed around the base of the tree. The effect was one of joy and love, one which suggested love and mystery. The instruction, no touching until Christmas and there they would lay, enticing, each a secret of their own until Christmas Day. Christmas Eve, we attended the service in our family church. Seated between my parents, I was awestruck by the huge Christmas tree, tastefully decorated and towering in the front corner of the nave and out of the way of the clergy and choir as they moved around during the service. The church will be packed with other families gathered there to pay homage to the child who would be king. The music rendered by our great pipe organ and led by the choir still echoes in the caverns of my mind. Returning home, I would get ready for bed while mom put together an evening treat of eggnog and home-baked cookies. While feasting on them, dad would sit at the piano and play Christmas carols, to which mom with her beautiful soprano voice and I and my own would sing such favorites as Silent Night, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Away in a Manger, and others. Before it was bedtime, it was my custom to bid good night to our guest, the Christmas tree. Then I would crawl into bed, say my evening prayers, pull up the blankets and turn out the light, anticipating the light of the following day. <laughs> <laughs>